And welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, of Neo News Today. In episode 46 of the NNT pod, I had a chance to sit down and speak with Ivan Poon, the co-founder and CEO of Switchio. Switchio is a cross-chain layer one non-custodial exchange with more trading products looming on the horizon. As Switchio was born out of a COZ DAP competition in 2017, we here at Neo News Today have been following the team's progress since day one. In this episode, Ivan and I talked about the differences in operating during a bull and bear market, traditional VC fundraising versus token offerings, building the standalone trade hub chain, Poly Network, Flamingo, Neo3, and working with other ecosystems. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. So um, obviously we've been covering Switchio for a long time at Neo News today. So I'm really excited to have you on the line with us today, Ivan. Um, yeah, if, if we yeah, could... excited to be here. And yeah, th- thanks for covering us for, for so long. I know you are a, good, a big fan of ours as well. Yeah, totally. And and um, something that's like really cool about Switchio is it was born out of uh, City of Zion DAP competition. But before we start going into the juicy details, um, mm-hmm. for folks who might not have listened to a Neo News Today podcast or even heard of Switchio before, could you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what Switchio is, and maybe just a broad overview of your suite of products? Right. So Switchio is a decentralized exchange. Um, I mean, we started on Neo uh, long ago, and uh, now we are kind of a cross-chain uh, layer one DEX. But very soon, we are going to move on to um, cross-chain derivative trading on layer two. So it's like a second generation exchange. And um, you'll be able to do not just spot um, trading in a non-custodial way, but also uh, derivative products like uh, futures, options, um, and, and prediction markets, etc. Yeah. So before we kind of like delve a little bit further into Switchio, um, I think we, we I just mentioned that your your team was a product that was a project that was born out of um, a DAP competition in 2017, and you've survived uh, these these bull and bear boom bust markets, um, and not only have you managed to survive, but Switchio is growing. So I'm just curious to hear a little bit about your insight as to what the differences are like in building a product during a boom cycle and during a bust cycle. Yeah, well, I, I guess during the uh, bust cycle or bear, bear market, it's a lot more, it's a bit, it, it's harder on morale mainly and, and uh, you just got to stick to your guns um, and keep the team motivated. So... So that, that's what we did. And and thankfully, we are, I mean, we, we built Switchio because we, we were traders. We we uh, traded a lot, not just in cryptocurrencies, but in traditional finance. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's I guess that's, uh, that they help us uh, tide over the, the bear market as well because we managed our treasury, uh, I would say, somewhat uh, prudently. And, and we managed to, to conserve our funds. Uh, and we managed to raise a little more when when required, and and they brought brought us to here today. I think almost we we almost going to be three years soon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, your original impetus for starting Switchio as a non custodial exchange was just the fact that you guys were traders. Why did you choose to go with non custodial versus custodial? 
Um, we always believe in the non-consular space, and, and that's actually what got us interested in cryptocurrencies anyway. Um, we always believe that uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all the cryptocurrencies should be freely, not just freely transferred. It's not just about the transfer of money. It's also about the transfer. Uh, it's about um, being able to use it in, in any way that, that you want to. Uh, and that includes uh, trading, um, hedging, um, using it as collateral, etc. And, and and that's the reason why we, we decided to build a DEX on Neo, correct? Because Neo came out with this uh, pretty amazing blockchain. For for the time, for their time, I think they were one of the few that actually wrote uh, a full virtual machine on their own. Uh, Ethereum was basically the only other one. Uh, there were a lot of uh, this sidetrack a little. There were a lot of um, forks coming out that. Uh, claim to be faster, etc. But at the end of the day, they, they used the, the EVM, so it was not interesting to us. So um, we we decided that hey, Neo has this uh, uh, pretty uh, impressive blockchain, but uh, you, you, when you actually like do tokens on it, you you want to build uh, applications on it. Um, you, you go back to square one because there was no DEX, there was no way to to trade tokens in a trustless manner. Uh, and back then, a lot of exchanges, a lot of centralized exchanges didn't support um, the new blockchain, uh, and and so the the, um, the tokens were just um, kind of not uh, not liquid, not uh, uh, there, there was no efficient market for it, and that's why we 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 decided that hey, let's let's do something for the community and let's fill this gap. Yeah, and Switchio definitely has fostered and built its own community. Um, so I'm wondering, what are some of the unique characteristics of the Switchio community? And how do you and your team kind of keep your finger on the pulse? Um, uh, I guess it's, it's really about being in the space, being in the market. And and that's why we... we we basically, I mean, from our, we don't even put our white paper out there anymore because it's so different what we are doing from what we initially envisioned or initially set out to do, and uh, and that's because we, we are watching the market and uh, trying to improve our, our not just our product but also uh, uh, refining our vision. And at the start, we 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 wanted we started maybe a, a little small, but we very, we quickly moved on to grander visions uh, from from cross index and and now. Uh, really a fully um, a fully trustless and no cost studio sort of financial market uh, ecosystem or, or protocol yeah. mm-hmm. and I thought that um, so first of all congratulations on your recent uh, fundraise from defiance capital and three arrows capital um, that's really great to start seeing yeah. outside entities that are within the blockchain space but but outside entities that have noticed switch and have invested in it. So why did you and your team decide to go with a more traditional sort of VC raise versus conducting a public token offering or security token offering? Um, so for, for us, we, we already had a, a, a token uh, way back then, right? And we didn't want to, to even though we were uh, improving our product, expanding our product way beyond our initial um, goals, we didn't want to uh, dilute um, the, the 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 tokens out there that, that's already held by the public, and that's actually the the, the reason why we didn't want to uh, basically create another token or, or even like uh, inflate the token to, to raise more money. So so uh, our our raise was just uh, private and and it's based on a small portion of our treasury. Yeah. 
that's about it. Mm-hmm. And um, partnering with um, VC firms, uh, whether they have uh, two or three years experience or more, um, what are sort of the broader goals that this this fundraise kind of has associated with it? What are the what are the commonalities that you and your your VC firms have kind of decided that you would like to take Switchio forward? Yeah, so so a lot of basically uh, in our most recent raise, we had a lot of interest, and we, we had to actually reduce um, uh, the, the the raise amount uh, more than 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 um, the participants wanted, and that was and that was because uh, two reasons. One is uh, the previous reason we didn't want to. Uh, everything we are we are raising is from our, our treasury uh, of tokens, and the, the second thing was that um, we didn't want to take we didn't want to do the sale for any random person. Um, a lot of individuals tried to try to write on the race, but but uh, at the end of the day, uh, we do have a market for 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 our token, and and we were really looking for strategic um, um, partners or strategic players that that could help us in the long run. So I think I think three arrows and and defiance they are really strong, uh, in the derivative space and the defi space respectively. So that that's why we were we were uh, interested to to basically take them on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what we are hoping is that and what they have actually provided us is, uh, not just insights into the market but also in terms of, uh, helping us bootstrap the the derivative markets that they'll be launching soon, uh, including, um. Getting getting us uh, um, linked up with market makers, um, etc. Yeah, something that I think is has always store sto- stayed core to Switchio's tenant is mm-hmm. this focus on decentralization. And recently, with the announcement of the Switchio Development Fund, um, you you and your team had noted that you're going to help bootstrap this fund with three million SWTH tokens. You're going to use future fees from transactions and other things on the Trade Hub network to help fund this development fund. Now, I'm wondering when you're partnering with traditional private VCs and you're also actively trying to decentralize your growth as much as possible, um, are there any sort of um, concerns or, or areas where there might not be uh, an alignment when... A, when when VC firms invest into an entity, but the entity is trying to decentralize. Yeah, I think that there's no that there's no real conflict. Uh, at the at the end of the day, a lot of uh, a lot of these uh, uh, strategy partners they actually hold, hold hold our tokens, and the the upside for the token is really for um, um, for it to to be a independent protocol, mm-hmm. a protocol that can exist before without. The core team here, and uh, that's why that's what the the community text that that we actually uh, started recently is for. Uh, we really, I feel that we need to move towards a stage where, where um, everything's uh, truly decentralized, not just in in terms of the, the who's running the software, but also who's developing the software. Um, yeah, so so I think it's in everyone's uh, best interest. And, and it's a bit of chicken and egg thing. Uh, I think that um, as the protocol gets adopted more, more people will be interested in developing on it or, or, or for it, in a similar way that, it, that uh, that's happening with Ethereum now. 
um, so 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 this I think what we are doing is really just the initial stages. It's just the seed of uh, what's to come, and and the the additional funding that that we put into it is really to try to boost it or to kickstart this um, um, early on. And yeah, so I was just gonna just kind of like add on to that. Um, obviously, you know, Switchio was born from the seeds of you and your founding team members. And as you kind of like let the baby grow and, and let its wings kind of like, like foster, uh, like foster its growth so that it can fly, there have to be some concerns potentially where, um, you have to trust the community when you're having these developments come out. So how do you, how did your team kind of build in these fail safe mechanisms to ensure the resiliency of Switchio Development Fund and that it's really going to be distributed towards the builders who are actually creating these products within the Switchio ecosystem. Yeah, so this is actually always a concern for us, especially because um, a lot of our holders uh, are, may, may not be ex- experienced or as, um, as knowledgeable about what we are doing or what we or or, or, um, or they might not understand our vision as much. So, um, and that's what I was alluding to just now in terms of like the chicken and egg thing, uh, as the protocol develops and, and, uh, what it can do is shown, uh, very explicitly, then people will get, get the aha moment and, and then they'll be more aligned in, in terms of what, what we are doing. Um, so at, at the moment, a lot of, not everything is, uh, fully decentralized on the protocol. Um, and we do hold a certain uh, uh, admin permissions for 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 that reason. For example, we can list certain markets, or we can uh, add, add certain tokens without going through the whole governance board. Um, and and uh, the the idea here is that as as the as the community uh, gets uh, more educated in 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 how the protocol works and in what uh, it should look like in the in the long run. Then we will, we can start removing this and, and really do a full decentralization uh, of the protocol. Yeah. Yeah, and um, very recently, uh, Switchio has taken the first steps in the process of architectural decentralization by uh, adding twenty three node validators. And Neo News today is hosting um, what has been so far a really great series, the Know Your Validator series where we're interviewing um, Switchio validator nodes and just kind of hearing about their perspective. And so far from the conversations, we've had that passion for uh, network security, safety, and decentralization has really shown through. Now, when the Switchio roadmap dating back to late 2018 had a had on it the, tr- the development of TradeHub, the development of a standalone uh, matching order engine. Now, there was probably a lot of blockchains for you to examine by the time that it was time to start building TradeHub. So I'm just curious to learn a little bit more about why you chose to go with a Cosmos-based SDK over other options that were available at the time. Um, so our consideration at that time was really uh, ease of development of the application layer. So we didn't want to deal with like building an actual blockchain. We just wanted a sort of replicating or the or the, uh, or the matching engine that um, anyone that, that is censorship resistant is uh, censorship resistant and um, and and trustless non-custodial so 
Uh, at that time, when, when we started building Cosmos SDK, was probably one of the fastest uh, or, or the, the most advanced in terms of what they have. Um, uh, the other the other considerations were, of course, uh, I think Graphene and uh, maybe Polkadot. Uh, but at the time, Polkadot was still very uh, in the uh, yeah very early alpha, and we we're not sure if they would actually deliver. So. Um, I think because Cosmos uh, uh, actually managed to launch a, a fully working chain and um, their, their development language was uh, um, something that's easy to pick up, it's Golang as compared to Rust, uh, we felt that that's, uh, uh, that was a, a good fit for us. Um, other than that, I think, yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't want, we didn't consider any blockchain that couldn't do uh, a block time of more than or of less than say two or three seconds uh, because we really envision a on-chain on-demand chain on-chain settlement kind of system um, so so anything with more that anything with uh, more latency than that or higher block time than that would result in a experience that was uh, unacceptable to, to us mm -hmm. and so uh, switchio ontology and neo were part of uh three teams that helped build an interoperability protocol called Poly Network. Um, so I'm just curious from your perspective, what was sort of the process of developing the Poly Network interoperability protocol? And since this is a NEO podcast, um, what did collaboration efforts with the NEO team look like while you guys were building that? Yeah, so initially we wanted to do our own protocol. Uh, uh, for basically relaying the transactions from one chain to another, correct? Um, but uh, Neo, Neo uh, was one of the, well, basically they're one of our investors and they recommended trying to build this uh, relay chain system together. And it turned out that was one of the better te technical partnerships that we've done uh, so far. And um, uh, we managed to get uh, it, uh, the, the integration time pretty smoothly. Um, yeah, so so to, to be honest, a lot of development was uh, on NGD side. Mm. Uh, we did contribute in terms of um, certain um, improvements in terms of how how we can make the, the protocol more trustless, and also in terms of uh, getting the Cosmos SDK um, integration uh, up to speed. Yeah, so. I think it's it's pretty impressive what we delivered. Uh, so far, I think on Flamingo side, Leo's uh, question, I mean, the layer one question kind of uh, the app, they, may, they, they process quite quite a lot of uh, value in terms, uh, yeah, in terms of the, 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 the question transactions. And um, yeah, we are hoping to actually process way more than them in, in a very short time. Awesome. I want to touch on Flamingo in a minute, but other than how the Poly Network protocol is currently used, are there any future use cases that you see um, how it can be used? Um, I think at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's really a cross-chain communication layer. Mm -hmm. So the, the how it can be used is actually kind of, it's, it's really an open question, an open uh, it's, it's open-ended. Um, it, it just depends on what chains you want to use and, and what's the, the vision for your use case. So for example, for us, uh, we, we think we can actually do 
uh, pretty cool things with it, including uh, atomic uh, atomic sort of uh, cross-chain swaps. So imagine a, a Uniswap, but fully cross-chain. Um, and of course, for us, we are, we are building DMAX on top of it, uh, on top of Trade Hub and, and the, the cross-chain relay solution. So um, we will be able to tokenize or, or wrap uh, uh, Ethereum or, or, or Bitcoin or any other token and then trade them on on uh, trade app slash DMAX. Awesome. I just wanted to kind of like pick your brain a little bit about what it's like collaborating with different ecosystems. So like you've worked with Zillica, you've worked with Neo, you've communicated with the Cosmos team, you've communicated with Polkadot, you've spoken, and, and obviously you, you must have communicated with like Bitcoin and Ethereum developers as well, just to understand how their protocols can interop and interact with TradeHub and all the things that you guys are working on. So I'm just curious, like what's the... What's like the main thing that you always notice is is always a little bit different when you're dealing with different communities. Is it the structure of the people you communicate with? Is it the sort of documentation that's available, or or just kind of like what's your experience? Yeah, so I mean, it, it really varies. Uh, um, and working with uh, Neo and Zilika has been has been pretty pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think uh, blockchain developers and blockchain uh, companies, they're, they're really nice people. They're really nice to work with. Uh, in Neo in particular, they have been always very supportive of what I've been doing and they're very, really open to suggestions. So that's, that's, um, that's, uh, pretty, that's been pretty fun to, and pretty, um, uh, pretty awesome experience. Uh, Zilika Wise, uh, they started, they launched their mainnet uh, a lot later and and therefore the, the tooling is in terms of development the tooling is less uh, but they've been rapidly catching up and they have a very uh, supportive community as well so I, I think you know we also have a on-chain DEX on Silica uh, uh, and that was uh, an initiative supported by the Silica uh, Foundation uh, Silica Ecosystem uh, Fund basically yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to see um, as we kind of go further and further into uh, our companies and, and our entities, you know, surviving and thriving longer and longer to start seeing all these different ecosystems communicate and collaborate. Uh, for example, Moonlight is working on a, a digital identity solution for Zillica as well. So we really get to start, start to see these really great interrelationships amongst different teams and different entities. Um, you mentioned Flamingo a little bit earlier, and I wanted to just briefly touch on this because of, you know, Poly Network made Flamingo and Flamingcom uh, possible. So just what's your broad perspective of Neo making a play into the DeFi space? And what elements do you think are missing that can help the platform become a success? Mm, I think it's really, uh, it's really, it's, it's a lot more well done than, than I have expected to, to be honest yeah, uh, because they, they built a lot of things from scratch as opposed to say uh, if you're going to do it on finance smart chain or Tron where you, you basically just need to fork the you don't need to fork it just a copy and paste of the solidity code so uh, the, the way they did it was pretty impressive uh, I would say um, and and I guess it's about how, how do you go one step further like uh, with, with this uh, faster layer one blockchain it actually opens uh, you up to, to a lot more things. Um, 
Um, so so it's it's really about uh, innovation now. Uh, that, that they have certain assets, they have, they have the the important assets on, on the chain, uh, and they have the important primitives on the chain. Uh, how do how how do we innovate faster than than whatever the Ethereum players are doing? I think that's that that's about. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that's going to be the main the the, the main differentiating factor. I would say. Mm-hmm. Are so Neo three is is eking closer and closer to its final milestone release of Preview four, and eventually Testnet, and eventually Mainnet next year. Um, I'm curious to hear from Switchio's perspective. Are you guys following Neo three development? And if you are, what are sort of the updates you're following mostly, and how will they impact Switchio? Um, I used to be following it, but there's so many changes in the core base that it's a bit, it's it's really too hard to keep track of every single uh, change at the moment. Uh, but in the in the general sense, we do understand the the uh, the, the broad changes and, and the uh, main goals of, of the protocol upgrade. Um, I think overall, it will make uh, development a lot easier because uh, certain aspects of it will be more similar to Ethereum. Uh, Neo was actually developed before I think Ethereum even launched their, their mainnet, and therefore uh, now some of the learnings from Ethereum or other blockchains are being put into uh, Neo Tree. Um, yeah, other than that, I think uh, they are trying to do a lot of uh, native. They're going to fed protocol road where there's a lot of native um, technology in the protocol itself for the for Oracle's file system. Uh, for systems, yeah, decentralized for systems, etc. Um, uh, if they can pull it off, I think it'll be quite uh, impressive and be quite useful for for new newer developers. Uh, I, I think Ethereum failed at doing that. They they tried to do Swarm and, and a bunch of other stuff. I don't know they uh, that didn't really take off. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll see uh, how Neo Tree goes. Uh, for us, uh, we we now mainly use uh, Neo Neo Tree as a is secondary uh, sort of blockchain for our token as well as uh, liquidity pools. Um, uh, for as long as Neo Tree uh, does the migration on the on the our relay network, the Poly uh, network, I think it doesn't really affect us in terms of the, the in terms of um, being able to to support uh, the chain. Absolutely. And sort of wrapping up, you mentioned DMEX a little bit earlier, which is a margin and derivatives trading exchange built by the Switchio team. So um, can you just share a little bit about uh, where that is in the development process and maybe what the community can look forward to in the coming quarter or so? Yeah, so uh, actually today, right right now, probably when you release this, it will be already out. But today we are releasing the uh, the, the final build that uh, uh, will enable us to go live with trading uh, spot markets, future markets, futures markets, uh, and uh, it also we also added the AMM modules. Uh, so this actually we spend like a couple months, uh, one to two months more to actually develop this module uh, to ensure that uh, we we really put all the best of what's in the DeFi space. Now into our protocol, so at launch we will have AMMs uh, running. We have an incentive scheme that can be enabled to really pull liquidity from uh, the layer one protocols into uh, Citro Chain Hub and therefore DMAX. 
Awesome. Well, I think I speak for anybody who's been following Switchio and has been in the Neo community for a long time. Uh, we look forward to seeing what you guys release. The UI and UX is always super smooth. So I'm quite excited to see DMX. And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and join the Neo News Today podcast. It feels like it's been way too long that we haven't had you join. So I was like finally excited to to have you come on um, now on episode 46 of the podcast. Yeah, no, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, really excited to have you and everyone try out uh, DMX and switch your hair help bring me lunch. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much. Have a great day. And it was great to, to chat with you, Ivan. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Well, what did you think of that conversation? I really enjoyed hearing Ivan's point of view on Switchio's VC fundraise, that the team reduced the raise amount from what the VC firms wanted, and why Switchio didn't go with another token sale. Plus, it was nice to glean a little insight into what building during a bear market was like and how Switchio's vision grew. And I appreciated learning more about Ivan's perspective on Poly Network, Flamingo, and the impending launch of NEO 3. To keep up to date with the latest in the NEO ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the Neo News Today podcast and the Neo ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time. Next time.